You know, there are some scriptures and writings in the Bible that uh, we have read, uh, we have heard of, sometimes we have reread, we have highlighted them, we have spoken about them, and, and so much so that we, we are very much convinced about those texts, about those scriptures, and about those promises, or even if it's a single verse that, that maybe stands out for you. I don't know if you have, if you have those unique, those, those special ones, uh, those highlighted ones, uh, or passages or scripture portions, you know, uh, that, that, that you hold really dear to you. Yet it is so incredible and, and mind-blowing that the same text that, that you have highlighted or read about years ago uh, helps you with a timely revelation and speaks into your life situations with so much of power and clarity. You know, that is the, that is the beauty and that is the uniqueness of the scriptures that we read. And, and you know, every week when we, when we get this time on our online gatherings where we get an opportunity to dive into God's word. It is special because the scriptures are special. It is, it is unique because the scriptures are unique. Because the scriptures are the timeless truths that speak into our time-bound situations. And I'm excited that every week as we gather on a digital platform like this, we can still choose to dive into to the Bible and still choose to encourage ourselves, still choose to focus on our lives and focus on the plans and the purposes that Jesus has for every single one of us. You know, let's get talking about some scriptures uh, while, while we are on that, you know, ride. Let's get talking about some of your favorite verses, some of your favorite scripture portions that you have really held on. Uh, maybe during a lifetime, especially maybe during this, this crazy pandemic times and uh, why don't you do this okay maybe if it's a reference if it's your favorite verse just get talking with the host right now why don't you share your favorite verse your your favorite passage or favorite part of the bible you know whichever whatever that that means to you and just type it uh, 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 on on the chat let our hosts know what that means to you you know because i was uh, I've, I've been i've been just kind of shaken up a bit over the last few weeks because uh, I've, been, I've been really bombarded and I'm sure I'm not the only one. All of us have been bombarded with, with so many things that are, that, are, that are going wrong, with so much that is happening in our city, uh, with the, so much that is happening in our state and, and even in our nation. You know, for, for starters, I mean, our city, Pune, we, we, we are on the top of the charts, if, if I have to use that, when it comes to the COVID-19 situation. I mean, it's crazy. The, 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 the people have started moving out. We, we are kind of seeing life kind of just almost get back to normal. But yet we are experiencing this, this massive surge of, of the number of cases just going up. And, and it's crazy that we are also seeing, you know, people uh, who, who, who you hear about are, are kind of succumbing to the deadly virus. And, and, and if that wasn't enough, you know, that, uh, you, you just check your social media feed or you check the news and every single day you're bombarded with some shocking news, with some shocking, uh, you know, news report that kind of hits. And, and the funny thing is, even if you choose to ignore things like this, sometimes even if you want to, you really cannot ignore what's happening around us. And, and then, you know, while, while I was kind of 
doing life or, or kind of going through these last two weeks with so much of, of news and so much of updates that, that you're constantly bombarded with, uh, God began, uh, God kind of impressed something on my heart, a portion from the Bible, so simple, so, so, so basic or, or so familiar, if I have to say, that I, I really wasn't even sure if, if I was supposed to kind of read that, if I was supposed to sit down, meditate on it, kind of really read into it. And I don't know if you've been in that moment where you're like, okay, no, God, I don't, I don't think that's, that's very scripture, uh, that's very heavy scripture, or, or if that's so like good enough. I think I was like, okay, God, uh, do, do we have something else that we can talk about? I don't know if you've been in that kind of a situation, but then... When you learn, when, when you learn to do your part of obeying God, you really begin to see the power and, and the purpose that unfolds in your daily life. Whether it's through just uh, praying for that person that God deposits, that God reminds you about, whether it's just uh, speaking that prophetic word or just speaking, proclaiming the, the, the scriptures that at that particular segment that, that God has reminded you of, or it's just calling that friend, uh, you know, sending that text out, whatever obedience uh, when it comes to God and you looks like, whenever you take that step of obedience, you really begin to see the power and the purpose that unfolds in your life. But I don't know if you, if you have ever questioned as, as individuals, as family, as, as friends, if you've ever questioned over these last few months when you have to think about the, the possibilities of the future and, and the fears of that, the, that the future has in store for all of us. But, but I don't know if you have asked yourself that question that, okay, man, I really don't know what, what the future is going to look like. Because when we were in December 2019, all of us were super pumped up, super excited for, for what was going to happen in 2020. I mean, it's the start of a new decade and, and whatnot, and all our plans were there, and then COVID-19 comes and everything is out of the window anyways. But there is still something different about a Christ follower, in spite of being caught up in the middle of so many uncertainties and complexities. It's our, it's our hope and it's our, it's our faith in Christ that brings good, sound direction and helps us explore uh, our, our true God-given purpose in every situation. Because your faith in Christ is, is, is an invitation for the timeless truths of the scriptures to impact your time-bound situations. If you miss that out, I want you to write this down because this is something really powerful. We need to allow our hearts to receive this and live according to it. Our faith in Christ is not just another fancy. Our faith in Christ is not just another cool statement that we can make. Our faith in Christ is not just another social media update. But our faith in Christ is an invitation for the timeless truths of the scriptures to impact your time-bound situations. But sometimes... God allows us to go through certain phases of our lives before we fully see and we can fully acknowledge His presence in our lives. And, and I want us to look at one of, the, one of the most historic or one of the most famous pieces of art when it comes to writing. David wrote this part where he helps us understand the nature of God and also helps us see the way in which God works in our lives and for our lives. 
the, the majestic, the majestic, the caring and the affectionate heart of God is expressed by David. And, and he does that in a way that he understands so well, in, in a way that he can relate to God, because that's that's one of the scriptures portions where God, where David calls God his shepherd. And I'm sure some of you have, have, uh, may have figured this out that we're going to be talking about Psalm 23. And, and Psalm 23 for some of you is like, can be narrated by some of you like at the back of your mind without any pressure. So I, got, I want you, especially you, to slow down if, if you've been so familiar with Psalm 23. I, I want us to kind of slow it down because I believe God uh, really wants us to revisit this together. Can you guys say that with me? Together. Come on, if you, if, you don't want, if you don't want to say that, can you type it out with me? Or I'm not going to type it out, but can you type that on behalf of me? Let's do this together. Let's slow down. I know this is, this is, this is a passage that's so familiar if you've grown up in a Christian setting. Uh, for some of you, if you're new and if you're going to be hearing for the, for the first time about Psalm 23, I'm excited for you. This is, this is one of the best scriptures, one of the best things that David has penned down. Because David, you know, uh, he kind of brings out the expression about God in this very poetic expression. And because this is a poetic expression, I have picked up uh, the Passion Translation of Psalm 23 that kind of expresses these few verses in, in such an elaborate, such a beautiful way with using some really key words that we are going to be looking into. In fact, let's, let's do this. Can we, can we do this uh, to help us all for the next few minutes? I want us to read this together. I know, I know we have never done this, uh, and, and I'm kind of trusting you on this one. I, I hope you guys can read this along with me uh, as it pops up on the screen. If you're, if you're sitting with your friends, if you're sitting with your family, great. If you're all by yourself in a public space and trying to read this out, and if you think you're going to look awkward, I don't know. If you can still do it, great. Otherwise, just read it out and, and kind of just pay attention to some of the key words, key, key phrases that the, that the writer or the people who have penned down the Passion Translation highlight. Psalm 23 from the Passion Translation. Okay, you guys ready? Let's read this together. The Lord is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. He offers a resting place for me in his luxurious love. He tracks, uh, his tracks take me to an oasis of peace, the quiet brook of bliss. That's where he restores and revives my life. He opens before me pathways to God's pleasure and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Lord, even when your path takes me through the valley of the deepest darkest, deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain so close to me and lead me through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. I'll, I'll never be lonely for you are near. You become my delicious feast even when my enemies dare to fight. You anoint me with the fragrance of your Holy Spirit. You give me all I can drink of you until my heart overflows. So why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, my life is through 
I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. I asked myself this question when I was reading this, and, and I hope you can ask yourself this question right now before we dive in further. In fact, let's, let's do this. Uh, go, I, I really want you to go ahead and ask yourself this question because this is the title of my talk for today. I want to call this talk, Why Would I Fear the Future? So come on, why don't you go ahead and ask yourself this question. If you've got somebody you're watching this with, go ahead and ask themselves as well. Why do you fear the future? We've got Whippin here with me. I'm going to ask Whippin. Whippin, why do you fear the future? If you guys are curious to know what Whippin just said, you may have to just find out, tune in to this recording a bit more. He's got that classic smile on his face, nothing more, nothing less. Hey, but come on, I hope you guys have asked yourself that question. Why, do, why would I fear the future? Why would I fear the future? Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful and so thankful that we get to do church in this manner. We get to build this community in this manner, Lord. Even as we dive into your word, I pray that your word would come with power, with clarity, and would bring meaning, purpose, Lord, uh, to every single person's life. I pray, God, for every distraction. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would be at work constantly in our lives uh, through this time, even as we are doing this online gathering. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. I'm, I'm really excited to, to talk to you for the next few minutes on this, on this talk. Why would I fear the future? You know, we've, we've gone through this crazy 2020. It's, it's still not over. But I want us to focus back uh, on, on what we just read from Psalm 23. You know, David's expression and, and acknowledgement in these, in these few verses is, is an outcome of some of the different seasons he himself has gone through. You know, there's so many scholars who say that this, is, uh, this, was, a, this was a psalm that was written by David not when he was a teenage guy, but after he, he was anointed as king because he speaks about his enemies. He talks about, you know, God's protection when he's walking through the shadow, uh, valley of the shadow of death. And, and all those things kind of highlight the different phases and the seasons that David has gone through. And I believe God wants us to uh, see something very significant through the lenses that, that, that I want us to put on uh, as we read these few verses right now and as we see and really understand what God wants to speak to our hearts tonight. You know, because when we, when we, when we choose to see things from God's perspective, it's, it's a whole different ballgame altogether. And in this particular verses that David has penned down, we, we kind of get a glimpse of the nature of God. We kind of get a glimpse of, of, of the God that we believe, of the God who we follow. And we kind of see his heart. We, we, we kind of see the, uh, the, the way he likes to lead his children, not just, not just in the potential of kind of doing some, something's great uh, when it comes to the future, but ensure that as we are walking into the future, we, our lives are, are well, our lives, are, our soul is well, our lives are well. Well, our health is well. And, and that's the entire crux of this, of our relationship with Jesus. Because our relationship with Jesus is, is enjoyed and cherished the most when He is leading us. 
Hear me well. When, when Jesus is leading us, we enjoy this, this Christian faith. We enjoy our relationship with him the most because if it's the other way around where you are trying to lead your Christian faith, it's, it's just endurance. It's, it's not enjoyment. It's, it's, en- it's just endurance. But the thing is, right, we are called to enjoy this faith journey and not just endure it. You know, one of the, in, in all these conversations that we tend to have and, and even uh, for, for me, on a personal level, when I tend to have conversations with people when it comes to faith, I think one of the many reasons we see following Christ and, and living according to his principles as an uphill task is because we think that we have to endure and we have to tolerate this whole bunch of rules that make no sense in the times that we are living in. And, and, but in fact... If you, if you give yourself enough time and if, you, if you're sincere when it comes to studying and, and reading the word of God for yourself, when it, when it comes to reading the scriptures for yourself, at the very core of Christian faith, uh, are, there are certain principles that really help us define humanity and, and kind of push us and walk into the future that Jesus has kept for us. We cannot fully embrace the future and the possibilities of the future if we are not creating opportunities and moments of rest. And, and one of the peculiar things that this psalm highlights is, is this beautiful relation between the shepherd, the sheep, and, and that moment or, the, or that space that is created for rest. Now, uh, I know some of you or most of you would know the meaning of rest, but I kind of went back to, to see what the dictionary meaning of rest is. And this is what it says. To cease work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. Seize work or movement in order to relax, sleep, or recover strength. See, the journey to reach the state of rest can be a chaotic one. How many of you agree with me on that? Man, like, the day you decide that you want to take it easy, the day you decide, okay, you don't want to fill yourself up with those calls or those meetings or those or you have to go out or finish off the household work the day you decide okay one day I'm just gonna take it easy boom you'll see a whole bunch of things that you have to do you have to figure things out you'll get those calls you'll get those meeting lineups and everything can just go on and on that the journey to, to reach that state of rest can be a chaotic one but trust me it's it's always it is always worth it it is always worth it you know, it's in our daily and weekly timelines when um, filled, you know, it's in our daily and weekly timelines that are filled with chores and to-do lists, we have forgotten the significance of rest. We've forgotten it. And, and today's talk, man, I, I feel like I'm preaching to myself as well. I'm definitely kind of, kind of also the audience for today, even as I'm saying this, uh, the, the thoughts that God has laid on my heart, because I want us to, to really understand some of these principles, you know, because I'm really allowing myself and I'm learning to learn, uh, learning to rest in the promises of God. Resting in the promises of God, you know, to cut off from all the noise, cut off from the pressures, cut off from the expectations that kind of weigh you down and and to fully recover strength to see and experience everything from the lens of God. And and this illustration that David gives of, of making a sheep lie down looks very simple, right? I mean, you're just reading the part. 
the, the, the sheep lying down in a green pasture looks so simple, but in reality is, is, is a bit more complicated, <laughs> is, is a bit more painful for the shepherd, if, 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 if I have to put it that way, because let's, let's face it, and, and you would know this if you've if you got any interest towards this particular uh, animal, sheep are not always the best when it comes to listening to their shepherd, right? Maybe, maybe a few of those good, dedicated ones, they are definitely, but, but not all of them are really great when it comes to listening to the shepherd. And, and the shepherd has to come up with new creative ways how to get these guys to discipline and kind of make sure that they, they're kind of moving together in a herd and nobody gets lost and, and things like that. So, so we're not going to dive into that, but, but especially when, when these guys, uh, these guys, <laughs> when, when the sheep are in open pasture, it's really not the best way to make them lie down. And, and as much as the sheep think or assume for themselves that they know where to find refuge and they know where to find rest, it is actually the shepherd who can help them. It is actually the shepherd who can help them find rest. And as much as you and me think of many ways and options to convince ourselves of resting it out, of resting it out or, or, or kind of, you know, just creating those spaces. I want to say this, our true rest is found in the person and in our relationship with Jesus Christ. That's where we find true rest. You know, uh, I, I, we, we, we're seeing Elia grow up so fast. I mean, the next month she's going to be turning two already. Can't believe two years have just gone past so quickly. And... And as she as she's comes to the, the, the end of the day, and when she's really sleepy, there's a, there's, a, there's a point where for a few minutes, she becomes really hyper. Now, I don't know if, if the sugar kicks in or what, or what I, or Jewy spikes of food. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but there's that, there's that phase for those, the last 15 to 30 minutes before she kind of knocks out, she's this really hyper kid and she would want to try everything possible in the house, move around, or if, she, if you're just laying on the bed with her, she'll kind of roll around on the bed, move around from kind of exploring the bed, corner to corner of the bed, but nothing about sleeping. And I was like, man, what is wrong with you, kid? You need to go to bed. It's late and I want to go to bed. Julie wants to go to bed. And and then she is just so hyper, not realizing that she needs not just, not just sleep, but she needs rest. And I wonder if, if that's our case as well. And, and, and as much as I was observing that about Elia, I, I kind of sat back and I asked, hey, I think that's the case for when it comes to me as well. When I'm binge watching, okay, that one more episode, one more movie. One more update, one more, one more swipe, one more, you know, one more feed, one more article to read. There's always that one more thing that you want to do that, that actually keeps you away from your time of rest. And, and I, I hope that we have not been compromising ourselves when it comes to rest by just tagging it as sleep. Because some of you, you might be getting sleep, but you're not, at the core of your being, you're not in that state of rest. 
You might be clocking in those hours of work, you might be clocking in those hours of sleep, but there's, there's still that amount of distress, there's still that amount of insecurity, there's still that amount of, of problems and challenges that are weighing you down from inside and, and what we truly need is, is a shepherd to lead us to that place of rest. Because it's in the presence of Jesus, you know, all the chaos, all that noise, all that worry and anxiety falls flat. But, but that's, not, that's not it. That's not all that just happens. It's also in the presence of Jesus that, that the true rest that we experience, it helps us realign our life. The true rest that we experience, it helps us realign our motives and it helps us realign our decisions. And that is one of the first ways to deal with the fear of the future. Where, where we, we learn to approach with a state of rest and not panic. We approach the future with, a, with, a, with, with faith and not fear. We approach the future with the leading of the Holy Spirit and not just human efforts. We need to allow ourselves to rest in the love and peace that Jesus offers. Man, I wish I, you guys were here uh, like, you know, at, at, at our physical location because I really hope this talk is something we could have done in person because this is, this is so important for each one of us if we have to start thinking about the future, if we have to start walking in into the future the way God wants us to walk, you know, because we, that's the place where we need to start dealing with these intentional habits and, and, and practices of rest eventually allows us to be radically transformed by God's love. But I have to say this. It's not enough for a Christ follower to just experience the love of Jesus. I know I've said this in, in different ways in the past that all you need to do is encounter the love of God. All you need to do is experience the love of God. But if you have, if you have, if you have done that, if you have allowed yourself to do that, I want to step it up a bit more. It's not enough for a Christ follower to just experience the love of Jesus. I believe Jesus wants to conquer your heart with his unconditional, with his extravagant, with his luxurious, with his never-ending love. He wants to conquer your heart. Because we need to understand this principle. What we allow to conquer us will determine the trajectory of your future. See, because a heart, a heart that is conquered by love is walking into a future that is always hopeful for him or her. Uh, but a heart that is conquered by fear, a heart that is conquered by distress, by anxiety, by, by, by worry, never really wants to embrace the future. We always want to run away from it. In fact, some of us want to go back to our past because that's a comfortable place for you and me to be in. Because our hearts are weighed with worry, our hearts are down, our hearts are, are kind of anxious and we are filled with distress at the cost that we really don't want to see what tomorrow holds for us because we were way too comfortable in our past. But Jesus, he's got a glorious future for every single one of us. And even if you're going through those gloomy times right now, even if you might be experiencing uh, really troublesome times. I want us to focus on verse 4, how David kind of brings it out in such a great expressive manner where he says, Lord, even when your path 
takes me through the valley of the deepest darkness, fear will never conquer me for you already have. You remain close to me and lead me through all through it all the way. Your authority is my strength and my peace. The comfort of your love takes away my fear. Come on, somebody say that over your life. The comfort of your life, of your love takes away my fear. I'll never be lonely for you are near. I love this bold declaration about David here because he, he's actually talking about the, 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 the love of God that has taken grip of him. It's not easy to make statements like this. But, but when you understand and, and when you see the commitment and the dedication that David has, we see that God's love has taken a grip of him, not just partially, but fully. And that is why he knows that even though he is faced with death, even though he is faced with death, he is certain that the presence of God will bring comfort and the assurance to him in that moment or in that season. David is certain that he will never be a loner in his life because the very presence of the living God is with him. It goes before him and guides him at every step. This is an encouragement for someone listening to these words. Your, your anxiety, your worry, your problems, your unanswered questions, your purpose, the meaning of everything that you're trying to do and trying to accomplish when it comes to life has become maybe life-threatening to you. But God wants you to hear this and God wants you to embrace this truth as you walk in the, the assurance that God goes before you. I want you to hear this. God goes before you. He is with you. He is for you. And his love for you can make a massive difference in your life and for your future. Jesus is for you. You know, the crazy part is we don't always need to know the details of how the future is going to pan out. Because sometimes we really cannot predict the future. I mean, come on, who thought 2020 would be this way? That's a, that's a great lesson that we have learned from 2020 when it comes to predicting the future and things like that. But I, but I can say this, we don't have to give in to the fears of the future as well. As, as Christ followers, we really don't have to give in to the fear of the future. Because though it's, it's, at times you, you're so curious, you become so anxious about knowing every detailed step of what the future is going to look like. I want you to tell, I just want to tell you, just let go of that burden. Let go of that pressure of, of knowing every details of how the future is going to turn out because we may not even know it. But today, God is reminding us to rest in the promises he has already given us as a community as an individual, to rest also in the person of Jesus Christ and allow ourselves not just to cover those, cover those times of, of rest for the sake of it, but allow ourselves to recover that, that strength, allow ourselves to recover that God, that God perspective, allow ourselves and give ourselves that needed time to heal our hearts, to calm our souls and see things the way God wants you to see. And as I wrap this up, allow me to kind of rearrange this particular translation of Psalm 23, just so that we get 
a beautiful perspective of what Jesus has to say about your future and about what Jesus has to say about your life. So why would I fear the future when the Lord is my best friend and my shepherd? I always have more than enough. Why would I fear the future when he offers a resting place for me with his luxurious love? Why would I fear the future when he restores and revives my life? He opens before me the pathways to God's great pleasure and leads me along his footsteps of righteousness so that I can bring honor to his name. Why would I fear the future when, because fear will never conquer me for Jesus already has. The comfort of his love has, takes, has taken away my fear so that I... So, uh, has taken away my fear, I will never be lonely for he is near. Why would I fear the future? For your goodness and love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. I hope this comes as a timely encouragement for every single person watching and listening to this. Because if you have ever given yourselves an opportunity to know about Jesus, and if you have ever wondered what's going to happen to you in the future, what's going to happen to every single thing that you're bothered about, what's going to happen to every single thing that has been trying to weigh you down, I want to tell you with Jesus, our future definitely looks better. We may not know the details of it, but we know that he has gone ahead into the future. And because of that, because of that very hope, you and me can say, why would I fear the future? I want to pray for every single one of us right now. And uh, I just don't want this to be just another prayer for you or for us. But I really want you to take this time to maybe list or think about the few things that are really bothering you, that are really weighing you down when it comes to the days ahead. We're going to bring all those things before Jesus right now and allow him to take complete control. He is the good shepherd. He knows how to revive your soul. He knows how to restore your soul. He knows how to take you at those still waters so that you can just experience that rest in the person of Jesus Christ. I think all of us need this. We need, we don't need another to-do list. We don't need another, we don't need another conference. We don't need another Sunday gathering. What you and me need is for our souls and our hearts to experience the true rest that Jesus brings. That's going to liberate us. and That's going to give us a perspective for the future that he has for us. So come on, if you're ready with whatever things that have been bothering you, whatever things have been, that have been really playing on your minds, let's bring them before Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, I want to thank you for every single person in the community of Zealous and even outside the community of Zealous, God. We want to bring all those things that have been listed or have been thought about. We want to bring them before you, Jesus. Lord, as your word says, you are the good shepherd. You are the one that has the, has the true authority and the true power to restore, renew and revive our hearts, Lord. I pray 
the, the chaos that is happening deep down inside in the hearts and the minds of people, that we would be set free from that in the name of Jesus. That your Holy Spirit would do its redemptive work right now. And I want to release a season of peace, Lord. I want to speak your joy. I want to speak your peace. I want to speak, Lord, your purpose to be released in, in the lives of every single person right now. Father, we pray also, Lord, that let nothing hold ourselves back. Let our past not hold us back. Let our lifestyles not hold us back. Let our, let our sin, let, let the wrong things, God, that we have been maybe fallen into not hold us back to walking into the glorious future that you have for us. I pray, Lord, that this come as a timely revelation, as a timely encouragement for the people who are battling. Holy Spirit, that you would make a difference in our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. We're so glad you've been listening in. If you'd like to know more about us, follow us on Insta at Zealous Pune or visit us online at zealous.community.